welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Transportation System. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Double Dose of Disney podcast. As always, my name is Brittany and I am joined here by my happily ever after loving husband, Tony. This week's episode of the podcast, we are talking all about many people's favorite part of the day at Walt Disney World, which is the nighttime. Not because Walt Disney World isn't amazing, it is, but Disney's evening fireworks and shows or what would you say evening nighttime shows in particular spectacular spectacular say that intro one more time what was it oh, oh, what husband happily ever after loving husband happily ever after loving husband <laughs> a ring it does Probably have a ring yeah um but we're talking tonight all about like the nighttime shows at Walt Disney World obviously from the intro you know that Tony's favorite show is happily ever after Mine is probably Fantasmic, only because my pal Nikki. But um, we're gonna talk. We did that in a previous episode. Which, which would one you would rather? You skip? Yeah, or would you? Yeah, which would you skip? Yeah. So tonight we're talking all about, or today um, we're talking all about the current shows in each of the parks, sharing some of our favorite memories from evenings at Disney, and a few like little known facts, as well as some tips on like where you should watch it from in each park. So moving back to what you just glazed over, you said you would <laughs> skip Happily Ever After. Um, well, you know, I just really love Mickey Mouse. And from our last trip to Disney, we all know that I bawled my eyes out during Fantasmic. So there's just like an emotional connection there. But that was, not a, that was after. That was the after effect. The first effect was the Taylor losing Swift my mind. Fangirl. <laughs> oh, Mickey! <laughs> And the guys behind us looking at us like, isn't she like 40 years old? I'm not 40. <laughs> I'm 36. Pretty dark gloves, <laughs> lady. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, but I don't know. Like, I love Happily Ever After. Don't get me wrong. I love the fireworks shows of Magic Kingdom. But it's just like the show at, at, um, at Hollywood Studios is just amazing, you know? But we haven't seen Happily Ever After since our first trip. So you ready to get into it? Everything changes every trip, every year. True. Very true. You ready to get into it? Ready. Okay. So we're going to start at the Magic Kingdom. Um, currently, obviously, the Magic Kingdom has Happily Ever After that's playing on nights when there's not like special events or something like that. Like tonight, for example, there's a Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. So they're not showing Happily Ever After. But typically, Happily Ever After um, runs each evening at 8 p.m. It varies between 8 and 9 p.m. just depending on like the time of year. The runtime for the show is 18 minutes. Um, a little history behind the show is that the show started in 2017 and it ran until 2021. And then Disney was like, hey, we're going to replace the show with Enchantment for the 50th anniversary. And people were like, ah, no, I hate Enchantment. I actually loved Enchantment because it had some like, his like historical footage of Walt and things like that. But... Um, Happily Ever After came back on April 3rd, 2023, and people were, like, absolutely in love with it. I love this show. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying, like, Enchantment Disney was Disney brings something back, they know they were getting a whole bunch of crap for it. Right. Because they don't bring anything back. They just move on and go with something new. Yeah, and kind of, like, as a sidebar, like, Disney did a lot of things during the 50th anniversary. I think, okay, so we're obviously huge Disney nerds, but... Disney fans in general have a history of like being very like, what would you say? Like having high expectations for the things that Disney does. Um, so Disney caught a lot of flack during the 50th anniversary for different things. And Enchantment was one of them. 
Um, so they kind of modified it toward the end of the end of uh, the 50th anniversary, but ultimately they ended up bringing Happily Ever After back. Um, and as a side note, starting in 2024, Enchantment will be the fireworks show. If you pay extra to go to like an after hours event at Magic Kingdom, the fireworks show that you would see would be Enchantment instead of Happily Ever After. I just cannot believe it's 18 minutes. I know it. It it's, feels like over half an no, hour. No, to me it feels very long. Yeah, you've got like projection mapping on the castles. You've got projections down Main Street, which that's a new element that they added after when it came back for 2023. You've also got like the fireworks in the sky. It's an amazing show. I absolutely love the music to it. Do not get me wrong. Like I listen to Happily Ever Afters like audio all the time when I'm working, but I, it's, it's an amazing show. So where do you sit? Well, I guess it depends. So if it's your first time seeing the show, I will say my first time seeing the show recommendation would probably be from the Castle Hub. Yeah, you want to be as close as possible. But you're, you're going to miss the projections down Main Street but if, if you do that. But if it's your first time like us, you want to be up there, front row. Projections right. is kind of like a, I've seen it before, but now I want to be, kind of see it all. Yeah. But I, it, first time you want to be... You want to be at the castle. Yeah, so I would say I would recommend the castle hub. With that said, when you go to watch it from the castle hub, you're going to have to get to... An hour. Yeah, you're going to have to get to the show about an hour ahead of time. Unless you're going to be the people like us. We don't care. We're, we're, we'll make a way. There's no way. <laughs> when we um, were watching Enchantment one time, we got there early because I wanted to be able to see the footage of Walt as close up as possible. So we got to the castle hub. And if you don't know, the castle hub is really just like the central area of Main Street right in front of the castle where kind of like all of the... It's a roundabout. Yeah, all the quote spokes in the wheel of, of the Magic Kingdom meet up. Um, and we got there, I guess like, it was probably like 45 minutes before the show. Maybe. But we, what we did was we mobile ordered our food and we like, we had eaten most of it. We had, I think like some chips or something left that we were just eating. So we just like, like we're eating there. You could also go to like Main Street Confectionery and get like popcorn or something. And then it kind of helps pass the time while you're waiting for the, the fact show. The matter is people, you can go as early or late as you want. Right. Because in Disney, people are rude. I mean, they will prop up an umbrella five minutes before the show, squeeze in there, bump your kids. No, they'll put their kids up on their I mean, shoulders in front of you. Yawning on your shoulder. So I mean, you can go as late as you want. You can still get a spot. You can, you can be you just have to be those people. Yeah. But you can definitely squeeze in anywhere you want. No, yeah, you definitely can. Like I would not like to be that person, but in the yeah, last no, you parade definitely we were can. at it, over there, it was we had like awesome. We're, like, <laughs> we're by a trash can. No one's gonna be here. We were you know we just snuck in the last ten fifteen minutes, and then we got three couples of people squeezing their kids in front of us where we can yeah. sit our cup on top of their head. One lady puts her umbrella up next to us. We can't even see half of it. Right. So, no. I mean, you, you, there's definitely those people at Disney. Every, every, we don't like to be those people. Yeah. No. And, and I totally, like, I totally agree. I, like, <coughs> sorry. If you, um, like, I would recommend getting there, like, 45 minutes early. A little bit of etiquette. <coughs> 1000%. And then I would say like, where would you say you want to like, if you want to watch the show, but you don't really want to like lose time, like from writing attractions or something else. And every single where would you watch, you watch on YouTube or anything else, anybody who streams, the crew's in the last 20 minutes, sit halfway back on main street. You can go in and out of the stores, get drinks, get snacks. So that's and what you can watch all the projections and you can see everything, and it's not... That's where you would watch it from? 
it's just such a it's kind of a nightmare trying to figure out where you know and they're they block so much stuff off now yeah There's that's so what i was gonna say yelling at you you can't stand here you can't stand there so much tape and everything unless you get there really early it's kind of a nightmare you can't really jump in stress-free in the front it just i would really i happen. would personally recommend if you want to watch the show but you don't want to lose time watching it you can actually watch a show from anywhere in the magic kingdom um, you're still going to see the fireworks. You're still going to hear the audio. The only thing is, is you're not going to see the projections. Um, we've watched it from Liberty Square and Frontierland one time. And that was a really You'll cool vantage point. Yeah. yeah. But there was also a really cool vantage point last time when we were going to watch. I think it was Enchantment that we were going to watch. Um, we were walking from Liberty Square into the Castle Hub, and you could still see the projections on the side of the castle. So Do you remember never that? never a first-time viewers ever. No, no, I would not say so for a first-time. Now we're on someone who's seen it at least once. Yeah. Because then if you're going from there, go on Big or, Thunder Mountain and watch it on the ride. True. When no one's there. Or... If you are someone who, like, maybe there are people that are first-time guests that are like, I don't really care about seeing the projections. I want to ride rides. Yeah. yeah. Then I would say you could also watch it from Tomorrowland. You'll just see the fireworks. What would be really <laughs> Sorry. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm holding Henley right now, and she's, like, going into a deep sleep. Anyway, um, I would say that um, if you, like, you can also watch it from Tomorrowland. A cool place to watch it from, too, if you don't care about, like, seeing it perfectly, is also watching it, riding the people mover, and catching it, like, while you're riding the people mover. Yeah, all those, you have to get extremely lucky in the right spots. And True. Time it right, but, yeah. One of the things that Disney does for this show is they also have fireworks dessert parties. So they have three different fireworks dessert parties. They have the pre-party, which is um, you're going to, for any of them, you're going to enjoy like unlimited desserts um, and then cocktails for 21 and up and cheese. Um, but you can do it. I still want to do one of those. Not to mention because in the Magic Kingdom, you can't just like have a beer somewhere. So that'd be cool. That's like, at true. At the end of the night, you've been walking 64 miles. <laughs> get, get dessert have a you know glass of wine or a beer and just relax and not have to be sitting in a crowd still right even if it's not the best experience for some reason still gotta do at least once yeah so they have the pre-party where you can watch you can go to tomorrowland terrace before the party or before the fireworks i'm sorry you would enjoy cock like enjoy cocktails and desserts and everything like that at tomorrowland terrace and then you'll be escorted by a cast member to a reserved seating area in the castle hub for to watch a show the cost for that is $99 to $109, just depending on the night per adult, and then $59 per child. Um, there's also one that's called Seats and Sweets, and that is where you can enjoy the desserts and the cocktails and everything during the show, and then you'll also be able to sit at Tomorrowland Terrace and watch the fireworks from there. That one's a little bit more expensive. It's $119 to $129. I don't know what the vantage point from Tomorrowland Terrace is. To make it, like, is it worth it to, to sit there? Because I think it would be cool to enjoy the desserts and everything during the fireworks, but is it worth it to pay, like, 10... Well, it's only $10 more to watch it I probably there. would not do any of these more than one time. No, I agree. But for a special time, an occasion, something, a one, a one and done, I would... I mean, do anything once. Yeah. And then they also have the post-party, which is the exact same thing as the pre-party. You're just going to Tomorrowland Terrace to be escorted by a cast member to watch the show. And then you come back to Tomorrowland Terrace after the show and you'll enjoy your desserts and everything there. The cost for that, again, is 99 to 109 per adult and then $59 per child. I kind of so thought about it. don't bring your kids to this. Just go with just you and your spouse. Or <laughs> bring your children to it when they're under three so you don't have to pay for them. Always bring your kids when they're under three. 
Exactly. Save a lot of money. Yeah, so I, I actually... Check back in a few months after we go and we'll see what we say about that. I actually was thinking and I was like, do we? I was like, maybe we book this for our next trip because then we would have like guaranteed seating. But then we also talked about too, like since the girls are going to be smaller, obviously, like we may want to have like an easy escape route out of the parks after the fireworks, not getting like in the congestion. Um, so that's another tip too about the fireworks at um, Magic Kingdom after the fireworks, because there's really like one exit um, at the Magic Kingdom, everyone kind of like goes out the same at the same time. So if you're looking to like avoid the crowds and everything like that, and the congestion of transportation, I would recommend like going into the park while everybody else is going out and get on attractions. Typically the line time is a little bit less. Not always. We got stuck in a long line at Space Mountain one time. But at the end of the day, do not expect to just kind of wing it like cause have it, a plan yeah it's gonna be kind of miserable since you don't know where you can even watch it from right don't walk into it blind the last minute because it will not be fun you're gonna get people telling you you can't can't go here tape here keep walking here don't yeah just have a make sure you you know where you're going where you want to be if you <laughs> if you had one if you had to share like your favorite memory from watching fireworks at the magic kingdom where would you say right in front that would be your favorite? The first time or two we did right in front. My favorite. I, yeah, I guess. You want to talk about that the first time we watched it? Because that's kind of like why you love this show so much, right? When you were crying? No, the first time we ever watched it. When we were ever at Disney. I cry every time. And that we were not right in front. We were in front. We were at the Castle Hub. So it was 2020. Tony had just gotten laid off from his job. We shared that multiple times. And we were like, do we go or not? And we felt the nudge to go. And we were like, okay. And then... It was like, you know, reach out and find your happily ever after this is like music and everything. And it just felt like that whole day just felt like God's like wink of like, this is where you're supposed to be. Um, and we didn't know at the time, but obviously like we needed Disney. Oh, like a lot in the next few months. Cause it was COVID and everything like that. And Disney's just been like this bright light for us. Um, and so every time we watch happily ever after now, like we always talk about like, We'll never forget that how we felt watching this show from there. Yeah, you can look at anything and be like, "Wow, well, this is a, you know, it's, it's a different amusement park. This is, you know, they got better fireworks. They and do more, food yeah, and whatever. It just that's an afterthought. Like, right. This is about like literally like the bubble of staying in a place of like joy. You get to choose to be happy. You get to choose to live outside of like norms and put your phones down and be the people you are and like not just be in the you know. You get to be a, a hamster, a hamster wheel of the world right now. Right, and you get to be here. And that's where we literally did stay the entire time during COVID in a mental space of <laughs> of staying happy. Yeah, and it was yeah, it was perfect, perfect timing. But yeah, it was Disney means way more than us to than just a fun little place to go vacation. No, when we say that Disney is our favorite place to go, like we truly 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 mean that like with every like i if when i'm saying disney is my favorite place in the world like i mean that with like every like ounce of like of what i'm saying it's not just like something to be dramatic but like we truly mean that like um and so watching that show i remember we were watching from the castle hub i think we were on the right side of the castle hub and there was a group of like brazilian cheerleaders or something in front of us and we just kind of slid in back then there was like another show that kind of would like play off of happily ever after so we were watching Big Thunder Mountain. It was our anniversary. No, we were, I'm sorry. We were riding Big Thunder Mountain. The show started. We got to see fireworks on Big, from Big Thunder Mountain. And then we literally like ran. You're not supposed to run. 
We ran across the park. You can fast truck all you want. Yeah, we ran across the park and got to the Castle Hub and found a spot and watched the show. And it was so good. Like, I obviously cried the entire time. I always cry at Disney. But it was so magical. I would say my favorite is... I would say my favorite is that, too. I, I, like, I really loved going to watch Enchantment um, when we were there in September a couple of years ago because there was, like, a... It was just, like, a full circle moment for me where we were watching Enchantment and I had been on Facebook and I saw Facebook memories and it was, like, four years ago that day... I was like, we were really battling, like I went through a season of like overcoming anxiety and depression. We were really battling anxiety and depression. And it was like, I was working so hard to like get out of that season. We were working so hard. I'm sorry to get out of that season. Um, Cause Tony was so amazing and supportive. And then the next few years, it was just like all about like creating this life that I truly love with every ounce of my being that I have. And getting to stand in front of the castle hub and seeing that like four years ago, I was struggling so bad. And I had all of these thoughts that I wouldn't be here. And then all of a sudden, like four years later, you can make me cry right now. Like all of a sudden, four years later, like I'm in my favorite place on earth, working my dream job, like doing all of these things. And it was like, that's what this place exists for. And it just like, and like seeing Walt on the castle and everything. Like I was just, I think I like ugly cried. I remember just having like tears running down my neck. Like I was crying so hard the entire show. So that's probably my favorite memory. But I also love the first time we ever were at Happily, the first time we ever saw Happily Ever After too. Yeah. First, second times you'll never, you can't top. True. Like everybody always says, don't try to emulate your first no. times. But every single time it's so much different and crazy in its own way. Like, but. Yeah. I'm sure when we go to times. Disney and we when we go to Disney this time, I'm sure like we will have so many memories because it won't just be the two of us anymore. Yeah. Although we love those else. trips. Well, I guess not. They're so young, but when they get a little older, we see them living through them, experiencing everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, but right now it's like the coolest thing with them is like they're mesmerized by lights, and I think to myself like I can't see. <laughs> I think to myself, how cool is it? Like a light, like to us, like we just look at it and we're like, whatever. But to them, it's like the most amazing thing they've seen in the world. So overstimulation. <laughs> okay. So on to Epcot. Epcot is currently showing Luminous, the Symphony of Us. It's taking place right now at 9.30 p.m. Typically, it takes place at 8, 9 p.m. each night. Um, and it, the runtime for this show is a little bit shorter. It's 16 minutes. This show actually just started last week on December 5th. Um, and this show uses fireworks, it uses lights, and it uses water effects. For this show, you can really see it from anywhere around World Showcase. We haven't gotten to see it yet. We will in February. Um, but because there's not like projections in one particular area, you're really good to see it from anywhere. So what like what tips do you have about watching fireworks at, at Epcot? This one's tricky too, though, because I mean, you, you've got a railing around the whole place, right? You're not going three deep to try to watch this. True. Thing. So you you've got to like you've got to find somewhere. Yeah. The bridges are fun, like by yeah uh, Italy. Yeah. So yeah, in France. France. So if you can like hang out there, I don't know how good the, the show is from there. We've seen a couple from there. I I think we watched Harmonious from there last time. So Harmonious is a show that was airing or airing. The Harmonious is a show that was going on before Luminous. We loved Harmonious. I think around the U.S. pavilions, a lot of times we kind of somewhere. Over yeah, because it's very central. The U.S. pavilion is very central to Just everything. Have somebody go. 
put a stroller in the front of the railing somewhere or something. <laughs> right. We So we watched it from the first time we ever went to Epcot. We watched Epcot Forever from Spicer Table. There's a dining package you can get. It's Spicer Table or um, Rose and Crown. You can book a dining package and um, watch the fireworks from there. I don't necessarily think that either of those options is really worth it because like Tony said, you can watch it from anywhere around World Showcase as long as you're up against the railing. And we've watched it from, um, I think Morocco one time, you and I just like grabbed, like it was harmonious and we just kind of grabbed a spot along the railing. We've also watched it from the bridge in France. We watched it from Germany one time um, with our friends. We just got out of beer garden and that wasn't bad either. Like we weren't up against the railing that time, but I don't remember you bad really, viewing. You mean... 15 minutes. Yeah, I was going to say. It's so big. There's a lot of people who don't even care to watch it. They're still just eating and drinking and cruising around. Yeah. It's not even close to... Magic Kingdom. Yeah, I think this show looks really cool. We've watched it a couple times on live streams. I've heard from people, they say it feels sad when you're watching it. It's not as upbeat. Um, Harmonious was amazing. But... um, I think Luminous is cool like with like the fountains and everything like that. What would you say is your favorite memory from watching the fireworks at Epcot? Do you have one? I just think they have, I've always said they have more fireworks. Yeah, they do. The last show they had, had Harmonious. Like it, it was like a war. I mean, (laughs) the smoke coming off of that place every time we we see it, we saw it from other parks. True. We saw it from Hollywood studios one time. Dang, we should have been over there. It looks better better show than we're watching over here yeah i would say my favorite memory watching it watching okay so watching we watched epcot forever the first time we went to epcot and we were sitting at spicer table i wasn't like a huge fan of the experience of spicer table just because i didn't feel like it was necessarily worth it but i we were sitting there and it was cool because i was like okay 20 something years ago i was here with my family and i was just like crying like again like full circle moment so those things are really cool to me. I also think it was really fun. Um, on our last trip, we did a night where we kind of had like an extra day of park tickets and we just did like a date night at Epcot. And we went into Epcot and we were like filming it for like TikTok of like kind of doing a progressive dinner around Epcot or around World Showcase. And um, we sat at, uh, or we watched the fireworks. That's the time we watched the fireworks from the bridge in France. And that was really fun. Cause it was just like Tony said, like it was like maybe five to 10 minutes before the show. Like a lot, I would say over half of people literally just kind of stopped where they're at. And yeah. So I mean, but if you want to like kind of like prop your legs up on the you know railing and sit there, True. You, you will just stop. Like, I think we would like, we, crazy. so we were, we were doing a progressive dinner and we were like putting, um, everything into a randomizer to let it choose like which countries we've got like different on different courses from. So we were at the UK, we were supposed to be grabbing desserts. Well, there's no desserts in the UK. So we went into this like shop and Tony found these, like, what were they? Save the day. They were chocolate filled, like liqueur filled chocolates. I think they were like whiskey filled chocolates or something. Christmas chocolate box you get from not around here yeah and it was so fun and it was just really random um that we got those and then um we just like grabbed a spot we like went and got like a beer and wine and then like grabbed a spot we both got a beer and a wine (coughs) we did no i was gonna say i don't drink beer um but we got like a beer and a wine and we just like watched it from the bridge and that was so fun overall less stressful at epcot one thousand percent. Yeah. It's a park that's more laid back to begin with, so the fireworks just 
hand in hand kind of adds to it. Yeah, no, 1000%. It definitely is like, it definitely is way less stressful over there. So going over to Hollywood Studios, Hollywood Studios actually has two nighttime shows. Um, they have Fantasmic, which currently is showing at 7.30 and 9.30 each night. But the times really vary depending on the time of year, like as to how many shows there's going to be, what time it's airing out and all that stuff. Um, Fantasmic's a little bit of a longer show. It's 29 minutes. This show actually started at Walt Disney World in, in the 90s. So I believe it started in 1998. Um, this show uses like live actors, live characters, I'm sorry, lights, projections, water effects. And the show takes place in the Hollywood Hills Amphitheater, which actually holds 10,000 people, which is crazy to me because the show like gets like packed every like every single night. Um, Never really thought about it until now. But yeah, it's the only one that makes sense. Hollywood City is like, you know, what that it would have live actors. Oh, yeah, that's true. The I only guess, yeah. show that has a live person that you're seeing. Yeah. And that's what I really love about that show. Fireworks. It has way less fireworks. Um, it has projections with like water. There's also like a really cool, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but there's like live like, um, flow, like boats and like there's boats with live actors on them. I'll say that. And like, it's really, really cool. Our first time watching it was our last trip because in 2020 it was canceled because of like the, um, there was high winds. Um, and so they had to cancel it. And then after that, it just wasn't running. So we got to watch it um, this last trip. And like Tony said, like the show started and I was like, ah, like fangirling like Taylor Swift. And like I'm watching a Taylor Swift show. And then um, at the end, I was would just like do that falling. Taylor Swift show? No, we're not. I'm not. A, I'm not a Swiftie. But yeah. I mean, like, you know, like in general. Where was Kelsey with? <laughs> Tony's like a he's like you watch, if you if you are an NFL fan you know what I'm talking about yeah obnoxiously annoying right now yeah Tony is like not a fan of that but um I think it's like for watching this show so when we went there were two two shows my biggest tip would be if there are two shows running go to the second show if you can obviously if you have little ones and you need to get them to bed, then go to the first show go to the second show if you can and here's why. Because a lot of people are going to go into the show and the wait times in the parks are going to drop. We basically walked on to Rise of the Resistance. I want to say it was like a 20 minute wait, but the queue was like moving the whole time. Maybe. Yeah. And we walked on to Rise of the Resistance during the first showing. And then I think we went and rode Rock and Roller Coaster. And then we went to um, the Hollywood Hills Amphitheater to watch Fantastic. We got to Fantasmic like maybe 10 minutes before it started and we're like the third row back in the middle section. Like it was, it was such a cool experience. So I would recommend going to the second show if you can. If not, if there's only one show and you want a good viewing spot or it's a crowded day, I would recommend getting to the show about 30 minutes before just to like guarantee you're getting a good spot. Look, you're going here to spend a lot of money and a lot of time. Stay up late either way. Yeah. Go to the second show. And this one is actually, it's a half hour long. Yeah. And so at Hollywood Studios, there's also the Hollywood Studios Fantasmic Dining Package. I forgot about that. So you can pay like a fixed price and you can dine at like, I think it's five different like table service dining locations. You can go for either or lunch or dinner. Um, you pay a specific price. You eat at the restaurant. So you get like a prefix meal basically. And then you have a reserved viewing spot for the show. I've heard mixed reviews on whether or not that's really worth it. For this it. show, nah. 
Yeah, unless it's like super I mean, you're crowded. sitting in a stadium seating there. Right, right. Like you're not sitting at some fancy and again, table with 10, some cozy people. chairs. Like you're getting a reserved metal bench. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, I would just get to the show early. Um, I don't know. Like I would definitely like I would definitely prioritize this show if you can. Um, the other show that's going on in Hollywood studios is wonderful world of animation. This is a shorter show. So this occurs each night on the, um, what is that called? The Grauman, the Chinese theater. And this show runs for 12 minutes. The show actually started in 2019 and it just uses projections on the Chinese theater. I want to say that there's like flares of fireworks that go off too. It's a cool storyline, but this is the sh being very honest. This is the show that we were watching. Fantastic hadn't returned yet, and we were like, "Oh, we want to watch a nighttime show at Hollywood Studios." We're watching that show, and then all of a sudden, Harmonia starts going off at Epcot, and we're like looking behind us, and we're like, "Man, we wish we were at Epcot watching that show." So nothing against Wonderful World of Animation. It's a really it tells a really cool story, but if you had to, it's just a good filler. Yeah, no, I would definitely agree. Cruising by in. You know, the snack, drinking a beer, whatever. It's just it's a good little filler. I sit there and yeah. There's not out. a ton, of, and there's not a ton of people watching it. It's really easy to watch if you're just walking through the area. Watch it, um, but I wouldn't give up like riding attractions for it or anything like that. So, what would you say you have like a favorite memory from Hollywood Studios from watching shows? I was just envisioning watching that one last time. Actually, they were talking about it. Which one? Wonderful World of Animation. Yeah, and they changed it again, right? It's not the um, same one we saw. I don't think so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, and it's just different. It's kind of like the next one we're talking about, like the tree, like the tree of life, right? Yeah, I well, I didn't put the tree of life we, on there, right, but we're we, not can, about, okay. we can talk about it. No, because the tree of life's not actually running right now. Not running. Um, so, no, I wasn't going to talk about the tree of life, but over at Animal Kingdom, sometimes there'll be a tree of life projection show that's running. The tree of life is really cool because there's 125 carved statues in the tree of life and so at night they project things up onto the tree and then like the different animals like kind of like come to life like they'll highlight an animal and it comes to life it's a cool show but again like tony and i have talked about before it's a really like if you're walking through animal kingdom and you you like stop to see it like don't like you don't have to take time out to like get a good spot you know because swore i put that in the notes somewhere tree of life Maybe you did. Oh, maybe you, like, the art, like... That was a joke. Huh? I didn't write the notes. Oh, I was like, oh, maybe you did. But, yeah, yeah, I always write the notes. Um, But, like, the Tree of Life is cool, too. I miss so badly, and I tell Tony about it all the time, River of Lights at Animal Kingdom was such a cool and underrated show. It was the nighttime show at Animal Kingdom because they don't want to have any shows that have fireworks that go off. So there's like a, is that an amphitheater there at Animal Kingdom? Is that considered on the water? Like the seating area? I guess. So I don't know what else you'd call it. Yeah, there's like an amphitheater. Stadium seating? Yeah, there's like an amphitheater, stadium seating, whatever you call it, on the water. And then they would have... Um, like Disney music playing, obviously, and there would be like water that would shoot up in there and they would, sh they would do projections off the water. That was such a cool show. They never brought it back after COVID. So the only show that, um, runs at Animal Kingdom is uh, Tree of Life. And it really just kind of depends on the time of year as to when they're running it. Blame COVID again. Wah, wah, wah. again. Yeah. So... Of the two shows, which one would you, or of, like, do you prefer, do you like Fantasmic? 
do I like it or do I prefer it over another one? Well, I know you don't prefer Obviously, it. Obviously, I like Phantasmic. Yeah. And I've only seen it probably two times. You've only seen it once. Only seen it once. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it wasn't... It wasn't You've seen it. The Wonderful World of Animation two times. Well, yeah, that's that's not even a full show. To right, that's right. It's like a small nightcap type of thing. Like, yeah. Kind of like the Tree of Life. True. It's a cute thing you walk out, walk out of the park. Yeah, and I'd say, oh, let me share my favorite memories from Fantasmic, but I've already told you because we've already only we've only seen it once, and I lost my mind. Yeah, Fantasmic is still number two to me. Behind Holly, yeah, Happily Ever After. Yeah, there's just so much more going on. Fantasmic just has a bunch of water effects too. It's cool. But like, there's very minimal. There's a live fireworks. There's a dragon. Minimal fireworks. Live actors. There are boats. It is a cool show. I don't even, and nobody's singing. It's all stage singing. Okay. Okay, but look. I'm ruining for some people. I'm right? not gonna ruin it. But all I'm gonna say is, if you love Mickey and he pops up out of nowhere, you're like, my best friend just popped up out of my imagination. And it's a really cool show because Mickey's fighting his Mickey's fighting like negative that's thoughts. That's the other thing too, though. If you're a smaller kid, you're not even gonna get what's going on. No, it's that's very cool. true. You will not get the storyline. It's, it's it's over the top. It's like you got to be 15, 20 years old to even understand what's going this, on. This maybe an underrated thought true, but like, i don't going? know that younger ones wouldn't be scared of this sh- like scenes in this show yeah it's kind of like a dark villain it's it's themed off of fantasia and if you've seen the movie fantasia it's like fighting off your evil thoughts or right kind of like the evil thoughts in your mind yeah it's kind of it it's deep kind of weird it's well if you've ever seen fantasia before I mean, it's like, like it but it just it I don't know. If you've ever seen Fantasia before, it's Mickey's Fever Dream, and that's exactly what Fantasmic is too. Um, I love it. I love like the story behind it. But again, like are kids gonna like it? They're probably gonna like Happily Ever After. If you're watching it at face value, you're not even trying to comprehend what's going on. Then you're like, oh, there's a bunch of characters. Yeah, that's really cool. You're gonna enjoy it. But if you're really getting into it, like, like wow, this is like, you know, it's kind of deep. (laughs) <laughs> I would say though, out of all the parks, I was—I mean, it obviously Epcot has an adult element to it, but I would say Hollywood Studios is the part that Disney, I feel like, targets adults with. Like right now, Jollywood Nights is going on, and that seems like more of like an adult-centric like event. Like our kids, like our girls, like obviously they're too young to really enjoy um, that right now. Anyway, but like even if they were older, they wouldn't enjoy that as much. It's more adult-themed, and so I think that Fantasmic may be like that same kind of like concept in some ways, but. Like Tony said, your kid's favorite character is still going to be in it. It's still playing like Disney music. So it's going to appeal to them in a different way than it would adults. Another take on it. It's probably a, Disney has people who are like probably psychologists and all weird stuff to think of and kind of go through all these scenarios. But looking at that show, it's going to appeal to everybody too because the adults are going to get it. And the kids are just going to be... That's what I just said. Okay, I was, I was thinking about the entire time. <laughs> no, I said your kids are going to enjoy the music. They're going to enjoy the characters. You're going to... You're going to appeal... It's going to appeal to you're you gonna in a way. The, you're right. going to get it. Right. Well, and a lot of times like with Disney movies and stuff, there'll be like a deeper meaning that adults get that children don't. So I think um, I obviously love Fantasmic. So, at, like, what I was doing all this, putting all this together, I thought it'd be cool to talk about a few, like, facts about nighttime shows at Walt Disney World. So, here is four facts. Ready? The first one is, 
Disney is the largest consumer of fireworks in the world. It's the second largest purchaser of explosives right behind the U.S. military, which I've known legally. That- Legally. I've known that for a while and I like I think since our first trip I read it in a book and I tell it to Tony all the time and I actually tell it to anybody that'll listen, which I think is crazy. Um also each fireworks show costs about thirty three thousand dollars nightly to put on. That's happily ever after costs thirty three thousand dollars. Um luminous costs that Phantasmic costs that and like obviously like Wonderful World of Animation does. How does Phantasmic cost thirty grand when there's no fireworks? Because my thought process on that is because they're paying they're paying, they're paying 10 live bucks, actors. 10 bucks an hour. Well, yeah, but then look at how many of them there are. It the is show. not 30 grand. And you've got no you've got like all of the like um like all of like the effects that go with it, like the special effects and everything that go with it. No. Nah, we'll check on. that when somebody tells it. Tony will look that up and we'll get back to you next week and let you know three that's grand. true. In, but did you know that instead of gunpowder, Disney uses compressed air when launching their fireworks into the sky? That for two reasons: one, it allows the fireworks to launch higher, but also it doesn't create fumes um, that the guests have to breathe in. So I think that like Disney has scientists behind their fireworks. One thousand percent. I mean, because they know if it's like you know sixteen point two five knots coming at the northwest, we're good. Yeah. But if it's 17, we're screwed where you're not doing it tonight. No, and that's what, like, Fantasmic, because of the live actors in Fantasmic, um, that's why it was canceled the night that we were there in 2020 that we were going to watch it. Because of the live actors, there is, like, it's a danger to people to be, like, to be, like, doing different things in the show. Um, so that's why they canceled it. Like Tony said, they have scientists, so, meteorologists. Spoiler or not, we didn't even talk about it. We're going to talk about the... What may or may not happen based on whether it happily ever after? Flying out of the side? Oh, yeah, no, you don't. I mean, if you want to spoil that, you can. Yeah, turn it off. You don't hear but Yeah, Tinkerbell. <laughs> so if it's too windy, old Tinky's not going to come flying out, of the, <laughs> flying out of the side of... Into a mattress. Yeah, into a mattress. So yeah, if you've never seen Happily Ever After before or a show at Magic Kingdom, um, Tinkerbell at one point like comes out of... She flies out of a window on Cinderella Castle across like and it's like across main street and or i guess the castle hub into, hey, we're helping some, into a mattress hey, some people probably know that happens and not to look for it so now we're helping you out to look for it one of my favorite sure look for it yeah no and that's one of my favorite th- like that is one of my favorite things cry moment too. it is and i will say every time we watch a show even when we're watching it on live streams from home I always think to myself, there are families that are there for the first time right now watching that and, and getting forever. to see tinkerbell flying out of the castle and that's such a cool moment but now you know look for it yeah now Not you know spoiler, we're helping it. you out we're <laughs> yeah. helping you yeah but it's if it's the too hard, windy it's and a... she can't find a mattress safely they won't do it yeah no and i feel like most of the time they still do it like there's still a way this but like kind of a hurricane she's getting out of that thing yeah <laughs> tanks flying into the mattress but yeah no that's what they do she flies out of a window into a mattress um the last one is during the spring and winter, if there's periods of less rain, so obviously in the fall and in the summertime, it's the rainy season at Walt Disney World. Disney will water down the pavement in Magic Kingdom to prevent um, any like fires from the fireworks. And over at Hollywood Studios, Disney dis- decreases the amount of fireworks during Fantasmic so that they don't have any issues. At Epcot, they really don't have to worry about it because fireworks are shot off of- over like the World Showcase Lagoon, so it's not like a big concern anyway. Just smoke inhalation. Yeah. It's like World War Three every time in Epcot. 
Yeah, I know it is. And they actually shoot him off from like every pavilion too, right? Uh, I think it's at the end. Yeah, and then they'll light like, like they'll light up the pavilions. There's a cool like um, add-ons that they do at Epcot if you're there for like New Year's Eve or Fourth of July. There'll be like a tag at the end of the fireworks shows. Um, and those are really cool because it always highlights like the different countries or for 4th of July, it highlights obviously the American pavilion. Um, so that's a really cool like like add-on that they do. And there's typically for the holidays, there's typically be like at um, Magic Kingdom and Epcot for like New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, 4th of July, um, all of those things. There's going to be special fireworks shows like that will air. It'll be a tag or something like that, especially at Magic Kingdom. There's like a special fireworks show. Because Magic Kingdom kind of turns into like this really cool like party atmosphere on 4th of July and New Year's. We like will watch it laying in bed, like we'll watch it from vloggers that are in the parks, but they'll have like DJs and stuff. Yeah, but remember at Magic Kingdom they do it too. Like they'll do it in Frontierland and then Tomorrowland they'll have like DJs. But yeah, no, definitely at Epcot. Family friendly probably. Yeah, and over at Epcot, if you're going like since it's Christmas time right now, um, since you're if you're going to Epcot during New Year's, New Year's Eve is kind of like the place to be, and um, every like when all of the the countries around World Showcase begin to celebrate um, their New Year, Epcot will also do like a celebration in that country. So it becomes this like huge party where you just get to like walk from one pavilion to the next, like celebrating New Year's. Overall. You just got to know which ones you got to plan for, which right. shows you can just walk up in. Yeah. Which show you need to go to what time. Yeah. And overall, you can't skip any of them on your no. first one. No, definitely not. But you can if you've seen them before. Yeah. And you can also too always like Magic Kingdom is a park that you, Magic Kingdom and Epcot both. You can watch them like from anywhere. So if it's not as big of a, a deal to you to see the projections up close at the castle watch it from other places um epcot like tony said you can really like enjoy your evening and find a spot around the world showcase lagoon like 10 minutes before and you're good to go so that is going to do it for this week's episode of the double dose of disney podcast as always be sure to follow the double dose of disney fam on both instagram and tiktok to keep the fun rolling and please leave us a rating or interview on your favorite podcast platform that will go so far to help us uh, continue growing our audience one of our big goals for 2024 is to continue creating podcasts but also when we start going back to the parks um creating content as a family so be sure to give us a follow over there and we will see you right back here next week